Everyone, it's Steve Preda here with Succession Secrets, and today's episode 69 is titled Ways to Pay a Purchase Price. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Preda. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. And today I'd like to talk to you about an aspect of, of selling a business, which is the purchase price that we collect. And it looks obvious, but in fact, as there are as many variations on paying purchase price as uh, there are number of deals, and there are many, many different types of purchase prices, and there are different ways of paying it. And in fact, there is a a proverb in investment banking, which goes that you can set your price if you allow me to set my terms. And I give you an example. I mean, I, theoretically, one can buy a business for an IOU, which is a guarantee that you pay a certain amount at a certain point in time. But if the IOU is dated 2075, then essentially the purchase price can be any number because None of us will be around in 2075 to, to pay that purchase price. So essentially, it, it does matter what form the purchase price takes. And the reason it takes different forms is that people are trying to save cash. Sometimes they don't have enough liquidity. So they are in innovating in how they, they pay for a business. And sometimes they want to spread the risk. And the best way or the easiest way to spread the risk is to not to let them have all the cash up front because whoever has the cash has the power. So let's look through the different ways of payment and, and what the cash alternatives uh, there are. So obviously the most common form of payment is cash. And, you know, many buyers set out, as many sellers set out uh, when they decide to sell their business that they are going to only accept 100% cash upfront from the buyer. But very few of them actually get that. In fact, most sellers will only get percentage of the purchase price. Typically, even if it's a 100% purchase, what we call a 100% cash purchase, a part of the uh, purchase price is going to be put in escrow in order to secure the, the indemnities that the seller is going to give the buyer. So uh, the buyer, because they buy the business based on the information that the seller discloses, they will want to make sure that the seller guarantees that certain things are the way that they they said they are. So the, uh, the income statement is true, the assets are there, the obligations are there, and so on and so on. And they will ask for representations and warranties, and they will ask for indemnities if those reps and warranties are not true. And to secure the indemnities, a part of the purchase price is put in escrow, and it's not released until sometimes several years after the transaction. So even the full cash purchases are not 100% upfront. But there are also other ways of paying for a company. One very typical way is to pay partially in cash, but partially in the form of a note, which is an IOU. It happens very frequently when small businesses are sold. Sometimes small business administration finances part of the purchase price. They will not finance the whole price. And if the buyer doesn't have enough cash, then they will pay in the form of a note. And the note is typically subordinated to the bank loans that also finance small business buyouts, and the seller will receive the cash for the note if the company has repaid its bank loans and it's still in business and is able to generate enough cash to pay the note. So typically the note is not contingent on the performance of the company, but if the company underperforms severely and it's not able to service its 
bank loans and other senior financing, then sometimes the company ends up not being able to pay the note, go bankrupt, and then the seller doesn't get the whole purchase price. Another way to pay for a business is to issue shares. And this is typical for public companies who have liquid shares. Publicly traded companies typically not always have liquid shares. And then sellers are often okay with it if the public companies, if they get public company shares, because they can always go to the market and sell it. So it's almost as good as cash. Why it's not Quite as good as cash is because sometimes there's a lockup period. So the buyer makes the seller agree that they will not cash in the shares for a certain period of time to not depress the share price by dumping a lot of shares on the market. And in the meantime, the public company may start to perform less good, less well, and then the shares are going to be worth less. And sometimes the public company underperforms because the very reason that they bought the company for which it paid by shares. And sometimes when they buy a company for shares, then the market immediately values that purchase and will, will issue the verdict for the seller and the buyer whether they think it was a good transaction. So if they think it was a really good bargain, that the public company made, they bought the company for a good price, less than market value, then their share will rise, the public company's share will rise. If they overpaid, then their share will fall. It also happens that public companies try to buy for shares, but if their shares are not liquid enough, if there's not enough trading in their shares, the seller will not accept it. It also happens that the seller accepts it, but they are not able to sell the shares but only at a deep discount because the shares are not really liquid. So beware of selling your business for shares. Another customary way of paying for a business is an earnout. Typically, this is a partial payment. A full earnouts are, are extremely rare. What's typical is that, let's say, 50% or more of the company is paid in cash, 50-70%, and then a portion, maybe 20, 30, or 40% of it is paid in the form of earnout. This happens especially when there is a misalignment in the perception or the expectations of the seller and the buyer. The seller sometimes expects the company is going to perform very well. The buyer is skeptical and the buyer says, okay, if you believe your business is going to perform so well, I'm willing to pay you that price. But part of that price for the performance that I'm skeptical about is going to pay, be paid as an earnout, which means it's going to be paid over time in proportion to the performance of the company. So these are contingent, these are contingent payments and they will only be issued or paid when the company performs. The problem with it is that there is often disagreement as to what to link the earnout to. And there are different schools of thoughts. Some people like to link it to sales because they feel that it's a very transparent metric. Sales is hard to manipulate and sellers like to link it to sales, but buyers don't like it so much because if the company is selling at a low profit or at a loss, then they will have to pay a purchase price, which they don't actually earn. So it's a risky proposition for them. Some people like to link to profit, but sometimes sellers don't like to link to profit because profit can be eroded by leveraging up the company, replacing its equity with debt, if the company borrows a lot of money, its profit is going to be eroded by the interest payments. And then the basis of the earnout metric can suffer and that can be manipulated by the buyer and the sellers don't like that. The most common metric is EBDA, earnings before interest tax depreciation and amortization, which is a proxy for cash flow. It can be calculated from 
the balance sheet and the financial statement, income statement. So it's a very transparent metric to use. And generally, sellers are okay with it and buyers tend to be okay with it. So EBDA is the most frequent earnout metric. Another way to pay for a business is to make the business pay dividend. And uh, this transaction is called a leverage recapitalization. Essentially, what it means is that the buyer buys the business, then they borrow a lot of money backed by the assets of the business, and they use that money to pay a huge dividend to the previous owner. So the seller gets part of the purchase price as cash from the buyer and part of the value for the business as a big dividend from the company. can be risky also because the company may not be able to pay off its loans, but that's the problem for the buyer and the bankers. And finally, the final common way of paying purchase price is in the form of high yield or financed by high yield bonds. So it's a little bit similar to, it can be similar to the dividend payment when the company issues the bonds and pays a dividend. But it can be also that the buyer borrows in the capital markets and by issuing high yield bonds, and then the seller will get the bonds issued by the uh, buyer. So in this construction, the company issues high yield bonds, high yield loans to the seller. And it's essentially it's the same as an IOU, but it's issued by the company. And what happens is that the seller will get the interest and it will get the bond is going to get redeemed at a later date when the company has repaid its uh, other buyout financing, uh, senior loans, bank loans, and the senior other senior debt. This type of high yield bond can be a risky instrument. Often these companies are over leveraged, so it, it, it can be riskier than a, a note from the buyer. And sometimes these instruments uh, pay an interest to the seller. Sometimes they don't pay an interest. Zero coupon bonds, so the interest is rolled into the value of the bond. So the bonds are issued as a discount and redeemed at full value. So the risk that the seller is running is that if the company doesn't stay in business until all the senior debts are repaid and it can actually repay its higher bonds, then they may not get that piece of the purchase price. Sometimes the bonds pay interest in the form of in-kind It's similar to the zero coupon, but the company, uh, instead of interest, can just issue other bonds and uh, increase the obligation without any cash payment in the short term. So there are many ways of paying a purchase price, and you can name your price if I can name my terms. It's true. So beware when you sell your company how you get paid. It's very important. So that's it for today. Uh, Thank you for tuning into the show. And remember, until next time, your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter. 